Hi guys, and welcome back to the All Sports Focus podcast. We are back here with our post divisional round pre conference championship week. Here, it's back with the Barlow Bros. It's me and Ryan, and Ryan is visibly upset. Um, Ryan, yeah, we're the up. only two that are actually here on a regular basis and can get this thing working. Yeah, um, Brady is having technical issues. We're gonna have our good buddy Garrett come back and join us once again after a couple weeks, but uh, he unfortunately cannot make it. He has some homework to do, so. Got to respect that. Um, we're just going to be quickly talking about this is going to be a very short podcast as I have some homework I have to finish as well. And, yeah, kind of coasted through this snow day. Let the let the time get away from me. And then just watch Kentucky get absolutely throttled by South Carolina. So, yeah, moving on. Um, we're going to jump right in here to talking about these uh, divisional round games. And, you know, our picks were close. You know, you know what jersey I'm rocking. Sorry, Ryan, it happened. Um, yeah. But starting off, the Texans and the Ravens, man, it looked close for that first half, 10-10 at halftime. And then all of a sudden, it's like the Ravens woke up, and it was just boom. And they dropped 25 points, 24 points in that second half, and they never looked back, and they didn't give the Texans a second to breathe. So, Ryan? I mean, it's what I'm talking like. What I know, I mentioned this on the last podcast. Like, there's definitely some risk to being the one seed and having that much time off, because you know when we talk about both one seed games here, like both teams did not look good in the first half. I mean, the 49ers just kind of threw three quarters, but neither of the one seeds looked very good in the first half at all. Um, but yeah, like you said, then once they got the rust off, the Ravens came out and looked like the one seed in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's, it's going to be a one hell of a game on Sunday, the Chiefs and the Ravens, because, I mean, we're going to kind of jump out of order here, but we're going to talk about the Chiefs and the Bills. And it's like coming into this game and people are like, this is the first time in this rivalry where this is the Bills game to lose. This isn't the team coming in here where they got to play 100% to beat this Chiefs team. This is a Chiefs offense that is kind of like, Injury, not injury, but like stumbled into the playoffs. Like they yeah. haven't looked apart. And then all of a sudden it's like once again, we're talking about the Ravens offense in the second half, and it's like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just flipped a switch and they were they were good old Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey had like six receptions for like ninety five yards and like two touchdowns, and it was just like I said this, I said this, I was like who can stop these guys in the playoffs? Because it just seems like this every year, every year. It's like they could be absolutely god-awful in the regular season, which they were for the last six weeks. And then they come out, and they come out in this playoff game, and they're like, you know what? We're going to show up. We're going to play football. We're going we're gonna to play well. And I mean, and it just sounds I'll, – I'll let you get to the Bills side of everything, but I'm just going to touch on it real quick. And it just seems like it's – Every year, it just seems, yes, there was some questionable things. Josh Allen could have done better, like taking the under route on a throw or two, but whatever. But it's like you look at the big picture, and it's like Stephon Diggs had a drop that would have been probably a 75-yard touchdown. Shearfield had a drop. Um, I mean, it's like – and then the missed kick at the end. Like, obviously, you – you can't boil it all down onto the missed kick because that's unfair to do that on the kicker. Yes, he did miss it, but it's like, oh, there were things you could have done better. And as you've said in past episodes, 
they built up this running game, and it's been great since Joe Brady took over. The running game had been fantastic, and the second half, it just disappeared. I don't know. Like It's not like it wasn't working. They just stopped trying it. They just said, you know what? We're going to take a hold of this game. We're going to let Josh Allen do Josh Allen things. You were winning at halftime. Why would you not stick with what was working and keep running the ball, make them put eight, seven, eight guys in the box, and then beat them over the top? Why would you not do that? I'll let you take over because obviously I know you got a lot to say. So, yeah, it's just it's frustrating because it's and this is what I said in our group chat is if you would have told me before the game that Josh Allen would play a clean game, no fumbles, lost, no interceptions, you know, no bad turnovers of any kind, I would have said we win the game because everybody going into that game said that's the key. Josh Allen play a clean football game, and he did. You know, mm-hmm. you you can armchair quarterback a throw here or there, but for the most part, like that entire second half, it was Josh Allen willing. It was the old Bills. It was Josh Allen willing you to to stay in the game. And meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes had a whole team around him. And like you said, the two drops. I mean, Kansas City's the team all year that was dealing with drops, and now Buffalo has it. I mean, Stephon Diggs led Buffalo in the season with drops. And he was, I saw this today, was like sixth in the NFL in drops. Yet he's the one that's sitting out here, you know, his family's talking all this shit throughout the whole season. And, you know, he's all causing drama, yet he's the one that drops what could have been the game-changing play. And why the hell are we faking a punt with DeMar Hamlin on our own, like, 35? Like, luckily, nothing came of it, but it was like... Yeah, Come lucky on. that freaking fumble in through the end zone. Because otherwise, if McCole Hardman doesn't fumble that ball, and let's say, yes, they are down at the half-yard line, they're scoring the next play, and that game's over from there. I mean, that that's the yeah. game. Seven, eight minutes left, and the Chiefs are up by 10. And there had been no stopping it, and the only way the Bills have been scoring has been methodically going down the field. And let's say even if it's a five-minute drive, the Chiefs get one freaking first down, that game's over. That yeah, fumble exactly. was a huge play by Jordan Poyer because it kept the Bills in the game. It like it literally was the definition of keep them in the game. And it's like, oh, they want to say this whole thing about their punter was having hamstring issues. Then why the hell is he punting? These two, the two punts he punted were probably one of the worst two punts I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they were. Yeah, we signed a punter to the practice squad and then released him because they said, oh, he's good to go. He was not. He looked like, terrible in the two punts he. Obviously, I get the holding aspect of punters. Like, yes, that's a big thing. But it's like in a game where it's field position plays a big part, especially against Patrick Mahomes, you can't have a punter that comes out and gives him the ball at the 40-yard line. What do they do on that drive? They come down and score a touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. That was just one. I think of the four games. That was the one that it just looked mismanaged by the Buffalo coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Like all of the other three games, for the most part, were just plays on the field. But the Buffalo one just stood out to me and just being mismanaged. You know, poor clock management, poor offensive play calling in the second half. Like I've been very complimentary of Joe Brady, but the second half of that game, like you said, just completely abandoned the run game. 
and you're back to where Josh Allen's your leading rusher. Mm-hmm. And multiple long third downs, he scrambled and picked up the first downs because when we did run the ball, it was on first and 10 when everybody knows a run's coming and they've got eight guys in the box and yet we still hand it off. And so it's like, come on, you have to have some sort of like foresight to see, hey, let's go play action on first and 10, pick up four yards, and then we can run it on second down when they have to respect the pass a little bit more. And it's just, it was a frustrating way to lose in a game that, like you said, really was Buffalo's to lose, and they lost it. And I really can't put a lot of blame on Josh Allen because I don't really know what anybody else would have wanted him to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, there was games that we lost this year that were his fault because of turnovers or field position, like that type of thing. And I, I just can't find a play that like actually altered the game in a way that they lost. And it was his fault. I don't know if you disagree, but that's just, that's where I'm. Yeah. I from. mean, and it's another thing, like I was talking about big plays that kind of altered the game. If, Don Kincaid on that Josh Allen fumble that he like luckily didn't lose. Don Kincaid doesn't get a hand on that. That chief safety is scooping that up. He's taking that thing all the way to the house. There's nobody anywhere near there. He got a hand on it, kind of bobbled around then O lineman fell on it. And ended up missing the game tying field goal, but still, that's another one of those aspects where it just seemed like over and over again the Bills were just putting themselves in a position to win the game. Like they kept making plays to keep themselves in the game because it was, oh, this the fumble goes out of the end zone. They recover the fumble. They they get the Chiefs to turn the ball or punt, whatever happened. They hold them to a field goal, whatever the hell happened. And it just seemed like over and over again, they couldn't, they, they just can't do it. And this is start. you start to raise the question, like our past episode was literally called "What the hell is going on in Buffalo?" You have to start raising the question at Sean McDermott. I mean, this is the same question we have with Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. How much faith are you going to give this guy? Yes, he keeps he's won the division four straight years. He's went twelve and five this year, really bounced back. But he can't he can't win in the playoffs. If it's the Bengals yeah. or if it's the Chiefs, I mean, they haven't even made the conference championship in well, the past I mean, four years. McAfee was talking about is Belichick the answer and it's like mm-hmm. maybe you know maybe he is maybe he isn't but you got to at least have the conversation of is this still the right direction like yeah you know he turned the culture around there and turned the Bills organization around but is that enough just to say oh we're you know we do really well in the regular season every year and we start out hot the first four weeks of the season, and then we fizzle out. And by the time we hit playoffs, yeah, we won the division and we get a home game, but we beat some Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, New England Patriots a couple of years ago, and then we lose in the the second or like the second round. Like that, mm-hmm. that's not doing anything. Yeah, and it's you look at this coaching cycle, and I really hope for. Just please, coaching hires, just wait. Just give us a week. Let us get this episode in. Because, <laughs> I mean, all these are, like, slowly going off the board, like Brian Callahan to the Titans, and Chargers and Harbaugh keep heating up more and more and more, and Belichick to the Falcons more and more. And I'm just like, 
slow down. Give us just give us like seven more days, okay? <laughs> just give us a chance. But it just seems like you can't look at this coaching cycle where there's Belichick, there's Harbaugh, there's Vrabel, there's all these good coordinators, and you're like, do we give them a chance on these coordinators who, yes, they haven't met head coaches, or do we give on an already well-known head coach? Like, because it's the same. This is the same conversation that with Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. You go twelve yeah. and five. You go thirteen and four. Eleven and six. Whatever the heck it might be, but you can't win in the playoffs. What does that do? What does that do for a franchise? Yes, you get wins. You get division titles. But this has got to raise a question in the front office is we have the roster to win games. We wouldn't be going, we wouldn't be a 12 win team winning the division if we didn't have the roster. That's not just pure luck. That's not schedule. And this year of all years, you saw that receiving wise, Josh Allen was not like we didn't need Stephon Diggs. mm -hmm. Weeks like basically seven through the end, and really that six game win streak. Diggs didn't have a touchdown, didn't have over 100 yards receiving, only averaged like 40 yards receiving because you saw Dalton Kincaid comes on, Dawson Knox comes on, Khalil Shakir comes on, Deontay Hardy had some big plays, Trent Sherfield. And this is, and I saw today where he's not going to request a trade. It's probably because he knows he's burned a lot of bridges. Who the hell's going to want this guy? And yes, Gabe Davis is a free agent and Stephon Diggs, but this is a time where as a franchise, you repeatedly can't win, you can't win, you can't win. You got to change something up. You can't just keep, oh, we're going to run it back another year. Because like we said, based on contracts, based on free agents, money, this was the Bills' last chance with this roster. I mean, both their safeties, they have linebackers, they have corners, they have offensive linemen, they have wide receivers. They All these guys are free agents. And they don't have a lot of cap. I hate to break it to you, Ryan. Like, they don't have a lot no, of cap. No, I know. And it's well, like, that's... this is a thing where you got to figure this out. Because obviously, you're not going to be able to bring everybody back. Do you want to even bring everybody back? But it's like, you got this big deal about Patrick Mahomes going on the road. Can he win on the road? First away playoff game. He proved everybody wrong. He came into Buffalo and he got the win. I mean, he did. he did what he was supposed to do. Neither quarterback turned the ball over. It was a completely sound game on the offensive side of the ball for both teams. And it all came down to which defense performed better, like we said last week. By the way, that podcast's file got corrupted. We don't know if we're going to be able to recover it. But long story short, I was the only one that picked the Chiefs. Just want to put that out there. Um, and it's just, it, like we said, we all three said in that episode, this is the first time in probably all these years of this rivalry where this game is going to come down to the defense. Because the other years, it's been which offense can score more points, which can do this. And, yes, it's coming down to the Bills stop Patrick Mahomes. But it came down to this year, can the Chiefs hold up Josh Allen? And they did that in the last drive. They shut him down, forced them to kick a field goal, and the best-case scenario happened for them. They missed the field goal. Pacheco has two good runs, and the game's over. They well, get I think that last drive, especially the last couple of plays of that, everybody knew what was going to happen because the Bills had no run game. Like, you still have two minutes to go, so you still have the opportunity to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you very easily, if you had a running game still going, could have done a short crack toss or had, you know, something relatively up the middle and run the ball. 
to burn some time off because ideally you don't want to give Mahomes a lot of time, you know, after you score to get the ball back. And so, but that's where, you know, it came down to the fact again of they had no run game. James Cook, for as dominant as he looked in their six-game win streak, just disappeared. Latavius Murray was a no factor. You know, and we didn't even... Uh, we had and, Johnson something in there as running the ball some in that game. And I'm like, who in the hell is this dude? And that's like when it all came about when it's like... Josh Allen made some pretty interesting decisions on that last drive because... Oh, the famous picture of Diggs wide open on the drag on the second down play. He gets hit as he tries to throw it to Shakir to stick the dagger in and a touchdown. And it's like, this is not, like you said, they cannot keep blaming this on Josh Allen in any way. Because, yes, he wasn't a super freaking freak and went out there and threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. But what? how, how can you expect that? And I mean, you look at like Mahomes' stat line wasn't crazy. No, it's neither of them were crazy. I mean, it was a 27-24 ball game. Pacheco had at least a touch. Pacheco had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so did Mahomes' other James. two were both short. Uh, nah, the one was like a 30-yard to Travis Kelsey on that one corner route, that one kind of deep one. Um, but I mean, it's just like. It's the same thing as we kind of shift over here to the the Packers 49ers game. The slander that Josh Allen and Brock Purdy both get is ridiculous because there's you could give Josh Allen slander if he came out two picks, fumbled, anything like that. He lost them the game. Yes, he he didn't go down and score a touchdown, but he put him in a position to tie that ball game up. And I heard the announcers Tony Romo said I know I keep flipping topics here, but Tony Romo said, this is a third down and 10 play. There's a little over two minutes left in this game. The Chiefs are going to they're gonna play cover zero because worst case scenario, the Bills score a touchdown. There's two minutes left on the clock, three timeouts, and Patrick Mahomes has the football. That's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario is you stop them, they kick a field goal, they tie the game, and you still have that instead of, Oh, they get 11 yards, they chew the clock, they go 7 yards, 7 yards, 7 yards, score a touchdown with 10 seconds left. And, like, out of nowhere, the Chiefs blitz four, they drop into coverage, and they bat the pass down. And everybody's like, whoa. The Chiefs just put all that trust in their defense to stop this Bills offense. Andy Reid told Steve Spagnola, I trust you. Do what, Do what you think. Well, didn't the third and ten, didn't Josh scramble to the right and end up just throwing it away? Was that the third down play? Yeah, because he did yeah. end up throwing it away. Because the second down one was when he tried to go to Shakir. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, he threw it away on the third down one. And everybody was like, damn, four-man pass rush, and they caused him to throw it away? Like, there was really only, like, a QB spy? Like, it was just like... What? And that third down play was one where I saw people like hating on Josh because they're like, oh, you know, he had somebody open over the middle. I'm like, no, what you should think about is the fact that if you're in his shoes, that's about the smartest play you can make. Because if you get flushed out to your right, the last thing you want to do is try to throw it back across your body into the middle Mm -hmm. and get it picked off when you're in field goal range. So the smartest thing he did there was scramble to the right. There's nothing there. 
throw it away. You set your kicker up for a manageable with the win 44 yard field goal instead of a pick that ends the game. Yep. And so it's like, I get it on third down and, you know, second down. Yeah. Steph may have been open, but he's running out of Josh Allen's field of vision at full speed as Josh Allen has Chris Jones bearing down on him from that side. So it's not as easy as people think to be able to see the entire field at any given time with probably the best defensive lineman in the national football league bearing down on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're going to shift over here to the um, Packers 49ers game. And if people keep saying that Brock Purdy like is just game manager, the slander, I'm so tired of it because it's like, this kid is the definition of cool and calm. I mean, he came out here on that last drive. No Debo Samuel. Like, yes, he still has stars, but he just came cool and calm, throwing dots, touchdown, boom. And it's just like, okay, this kid is a second-year player. People forget this is his second season in the NFL. In the first season, he came in, as, he barely made the team as the third-string quarterback. The last pick in the NFL draft. People are acting like this kid was the number five overall pick. He came in like Trey Lance was to be the savior in San Francisco. This next quarterback like genius that Kyle Shanahan has. This was a pick basically where they said, oh, we'll just, I mean, last pick in the draft. Let's just take somebody. This kid was good in college. And he comes out, he beats out Sudfield for the third string job and makes the roster, makes the team. Comes in as a third string and leads him to seven and zero. He's in two seasons as like a half, a season and a half as a starter has led them to two conference championships. And I would be damned to say he had a good chance of winning if he doesn't tear his UCL last year in the conference championship. I don't care what team this kid has around him; he is just cool and calm. I mean, props to Jordan Love and the Packers. I mean, they had a hell of a run, and they're going to be a great team for years to come. I mean, they had a great game plan for. Mo- three quarters of that game mm-hmm. i mean great great young receiving core great young quarterback i mean they're gonna be set they're fine it's yes it was a tough break you come in whatever but i mean the packers are fine but like this 49ers team it's like people need to like relax because this is still the a top five defense a top five offense and yes it was they won by three points but like you said, with the one seed, yes, the break can help. The buy can help. But it's also got to shake a little rust off at some point, you know, wake back up. And that's why, and like, I know I'm bouncing between games here, but I'm kind of trying to wrap these conference championship matchups into like the whole thing too. When you're talking about the Lions and they've squeaked out of two wins, like props to like the Lions, like they won these games. But they snuck out of here. They weren't pretty. I mean, a Baker Mayfield Bucks team where they were playing Week 18 to get into the playoffs. They beat the Panthers nine to zero. The Panthers, who are the worst what, team, in, nine and eight. Yeah, to finish nine and eight, the Panthers team that was the worst team in football, and they hadn't have a touchdown. Yes, they came out and they played absolutely flawless against. Um, the Eagles. The Eagles. Sorry, I don't know why I was blanking. But the Eagles and then, were a fraud the whole season. So yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. And then you look at, and they come out in this game. Baker Mayfield throws an early pick, not his fault, just a tip pass. 
And then he throws the pick at the end of the game. But it's just like, okay. And the Rams in the wild card round, the Rams were scary. Yes, they were a good team. They're also the youngest NFL roster in the league. You take out Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford. Those guys bring it up, the average, just because of their age. But then you average out that age. They are the youngest NFL roster. And, yes, you won. But you won by, what was it, two points? A point? Yeah, point, one point. A a one point, yeah. And it's just like, when is this going to catch up with them? And, like, Jared Goff has been playing amazing. But it's at some point you got to look at it and be like, this is a better team. The 49ers are a better team. Everybody knows that. The Lions are going to have to play crazy good. Jared Goff is going to have to keep playing the way he's been playing. And they've been at home in front of 66,000 people both games. You're going basically across the country playing in San Francisco in a conference championship game where basically only a couple players on your whole team have been. You're going to have to play out of your mind to win this game. I mean, that's just how I view it. I just, I wasn't intimidated by the Lions offense in that Bucks game. And I think that the the ceiling of the 49ers offense just outpaces the Lions in every way. And And what the Lions were able to do against the Bucks is they were able to pair Aiden Hutchinson across from Tristan Wirfs, so they didn't have to put him against Tristan Wirfs. Like the 49ers have Trent Williams, but on the other hand, the Bucks' offensive line besides Tristan Wirfs is terrible, but when the 49ers, both tackles are very good. The whole yeah. offensive line, very good. They have George Kittle, very good. McCaffrey, very good. I mean, it's just over, and like it's like this team is... You rely on getting pressure to make these quarterbacks make mistakes like Baker Mayfield did at the end of the game, and it's like, I don't see that happening against this 49ers team. Like, Brock Purdy thrives on playing clean games and not making mistakes, not getting baited into dumb decisions. That is why he has had so much success, because he has star power, and he does not get baited into making dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, as we jump over here and we talk about this AFC championship game and we talk about the Ravens and the Chiefs, and it's people would have looked at this before this last week and been like, oh, if the Ravens play the, the Chiefs, this is going to be easy. Like, the Ravens have a number, number, a top three defense. The Chiefs' offense has been struggling. But, I mean, like I said, that Bills game, I kind of looked at that offense and said, they ran the ball, they didn't rely on Patrick Mahomes that much. And they still got the job done in Buffalo. They relied on Pacheco to run the ball. Like, they did all those things. And this is an offense where you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is still the Chiefs. Isn't as firepowery, long bomb touchdowns. They're like, this is a team that a Bills defense that was good. And they kind of, they had some good drives on them. Not that they walloped them. They had some good drives. Yeah, I think where it'll be the matchup where it'll be interesting is the Baltimore linebacking core against the Chiefs, both run game and short game. Because where Buffalo was struggling was they only had four healthy linebackers, and none of them were starters from the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. And so that's where they took advantage was 
you got Pacheco going in the run game, and once he got through the defensive line, the second level wasn't able to bring him down. And so that's where he picked up a lot of yards was beating the linebackers, and then that's where they picked up a lot of passing yards too was crossing routes. It was things over the middle. And I think Baltimore's linebacking core is one of their strong suits, if not kind of their strongest suit. Um, Besides, you know, maybe their DBs, you can make an argument one way or the other. And so it'll be really interesting to see that matchup there of can the Chiefs keep that same advantage over the linebacking core or does Baltimore stop it? Because I think this is going to be more of a traditional which defense can get more stops because you know both offenses are going to score and both defenses are very good. So which defense can get a stop? Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously the Ravens were in the same situation that the Chiefs were, but the Chiefs proved they can get a stop. I mean, going solely off of past things, and it's like they can get a stop. And this is a – you look at the whole – what's the word experience aspect and it's this is a Patrick Mahomes guy that's been in a conference championship for six straight years but also you look at it and it's he lost then he won then he lost and then he won oh wait I think I messed that up he lost then then he won did he lose two years in a row I think so and then he won and then he lost and then he won so it's like Look at the patterns. He's never really won two conference championships in a row, and obviously they won the Super Bowl last year. And it's some of those things you're like, okay. But this is also a Chiefs team where they've never had a defense they, they, where they can rely on like this. This is, where they, this is a defense where they're not scared to put them out on the field, put them in a bad position, where past years are like, oh, God, like this is not good. And... It's going to be a hell of a game. I, it's Both of these games are going to be hell of a games. I mean, it's personally right now, if you were to tell me what the conference championship would be, obviously these are the four best teams in the NFL. But, like, you look at the power rankings throughout the years, these four teams have been up there the whole season. I mean, this is no surprise to anybody that these are the the four teams left. And it's honestly, I think it's either going to be the Ravens absolutely come out and they manhandle the Chiefs or it's going to be a close game. Like, obviously, there's only three scenarios. I don't really know what I'm talking about. Well, I or, mean, I don't I don't really see that Kansas City just like coming out and destroying Baltimore. No. Yeah, exactly. But I also it's it's also one of those things where I don't see Baltimore coming out and being able to do that either. I, I look the versions that I'm curious to see for that game will be, do we get the first half or second half Baltimore Ravens from the Texans game? Mm-hmm. Because the first half Ravens offense was off. Defense, eh, you know, okay. Second half offense was clicking. Defense put clamps on somebody who we talk about could be, you know, a franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years in C.J. Stroud. And they shut him down. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, the Chiefs, do we get the offense that they showed against Buffalo, or do we get the offense that we saw the entire regular season? So that's really the two versions that I look for in this game for both teams, because you get wildly different products based on which version you're getting there. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the Chiefs showed great variety in their playbook as well. You know, bringing out some of those screens that you haven't really seen much or those running plays where it's not necessarily the same three, five-step drop from a home than try and find Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. So, and then on the opposite. So, give me your game pick real quick. Who do you think wins that game? you think Baltimore or Kansas City? I'm going to go Baltimore. Um, you know, I had them make into the AFC Championship, and the only I had them losing to Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Baltimore's defense makes more, more of a stand here in this game. Uh, and I think they're healthier so they can do what Buffalo couldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to ride I'm gonna have to ride with the guys that I picked last week. I'm gonna pick Kansas City here. I'm gonna pick it solely just because, like I said the last time, this is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. This has been the most dominant team in the playoffs in the last six years, as that is shown with them making six straight conference championships. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's I'm picking so I'm picking the experience here. I'm picking this this Mahomes led team to come into into Baltimore like they proved they could do in Buffalo and get a win here and move on to the Super Bowl. So, then we're going to talk about the NFC real quick here, wrap this one up. Um I mean, this is a I don't see like yes, the Lions are a very good team and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. Everybody's rooting for him. America's rooting them, rooting for him. Hell, right now. I'm gonna be one of those guys. I don't want the Lions to win. I mean, I I hate to be one of those dicks. Like I'm from Michigan, whatever. Lions heads are just fans' heads are just. Oh my God, we're the greatest thing ever. And I oh, if they make it to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. Oh, I, I can't even imagine. And that's solely the reason why I'm going to pick the 49ers, just because I don't want to listen to that for the next six, seven months until the next season starts, because I just can't deal with it. I think the Lions just the took advantage of a very off-year NFC. I mean, we've talked all season. Off for, NFC North year, especially, too. I mean, we've talked all season. Like, yeah, the Packers gave the 49ers a game, but, like, Otherwise, let's look at the playoffs. Like the Bucks, nine and eight. The Eagles, complete frauds, get destroyed. The Cowboys get destroyed. And the Rams, you know, played the Lions well. The Rams just really overperformed in every aspect, making the playoffs in the first place. Mm-hmm. So really, it was only ever these two teams. And I don't think you can. Nobody can honestly sit here and look me in the eye and say that the Lions are on the same level as the San Francisco 49ers. With George Kittle, with Christian McCaffrey, with Fred Warner, with Nick Bosa. um, You know, Brock Purdy playing as well as he is. You cannot sit here and look me in the eye and say that they're on the same level. Mm. And you you can't sit there and say that this is a 49ers team. Where everybody up until that week 16 loss or 17, whatever the hell it was, that they lost to the Ravens. And they were basically the best team in football. Brock Purdy had a very bad game. He threw four picks or three picks, and it was just like the whole world crashed down. The 49ers are terrible. They're not, they're not even going to win a game in the playoffs, all this, all that. You look at the construction of this team, and John Lynch did a fantastic job. 
I mean, it's just up and down. Ayuk, hopefully Debo Samuel can play. Kittle, McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, that offensive line is great. That defensive line is great. Fred Warner, Greenlaw. I mean, Dre Greenlaw is Fred Warner, Fred Warner's like sidekick partner, whatever you want to call it, his other linebacker. That dude would be a starter on, I would say, probably 29 of the other teams, like maybe excluding like the Ravens with Roquan Smith and maybe I can't even think of another middle linebacker he would start. He wouldn't start over. Matt Milano, I guess you could say in Buffalo. Yeah, Matt Milano. Yeah, a couple of those guys. Like, I mean, hey, Bobby Okereke had a hell of a year for the Giants. Shout out. Got to give the Giants a quick shout out every once in a while. Um, I mean, yes, he's not um, like a like I'm kind of hyping. I'm over hyping him up here. But I mean, it's this is a this is a chance for the 49ers. And I would not be at all surprised if this is either. I think these are the top the top three outcomes to happen from the from the for the Super Bowl aspects. It's a the number one is a 49ers Ravens rematch from week 16 or 17. I think number two is the Chiefs and the 49ers run back um, the th- Patrick Mahomes first Super Bowl win, and they run that 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 Super Bowl back. And then I think number three is personally I think it the NFL season ends the way the NFL season started, with the Chiefs and the Lions playing each other on prime time. For the Super Bowl, and whoever wins wins the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's it's going to be a hell. It's going to be great two games. And I mean, this is a time where, like last year, you're looking at these games, and it's like, okay, this is the the Eagles. Like the Eagles. I mean, like those two games last year are kind of a little bit different from this year's games because it's like oh, this whole Burrowhead extravaganza in in Kansas City. Kansas City shut that up, and then it was the whole Kelsey thing, which is obviously cool, and it was a whole cool story. But it's like this year, and it's like these four teams are like, who's the best? Who's the best? Like you can say Baltimore's the best, which they probably are a lot of people's eyes. In my eyes, they are the best team. But this isn't the best team where anybody can't beat them. This isn't the best team where any of these four teams could beat the other team. I mean – I there's no like, clear-cut favorite. To there's win no the clear-cut favorite, and I don't think there was last year either. I mean, a little bit, kind of, but it's just it's gonna be amazing. I mean, that's that's really all. I'm kind of pulling shit out of my ass right here as I'm talking, but I mean, it, it's it's crazy. So yeah, it really is. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. I mean, you really can't ask for much more. I, I wish Buffalo was in it, um, but I could talk for hours on what we need yeah. to do. So yeah. All right, well, Ryan, you got any merch updates or basically just the same as last time with the spring stuff? Yeah, same as last time with the spring stuff. Uh, you know, keep sending any suggestions you guys might have. Keep sending us pictures. Uh, if you're wearing your merch, we want to start reposting some of that stuff to get uh, show our support for you guys. So Absolutely. we thank everybody that supported us so far. Mm-hmm. All right, and as we mentioned, the Jordan Brewer podcast is up and about now. So go give that one a listen. It was an amazing time with him. So it was. Go that give was that a one a, go give that one a listen. Go give this one a listen. Hopefully, maybe we can get the divisional round up, but that that whole thing is a debacle. Brady's Wi-Fi was bugging, and it's it was just that's probably that's why Brady isn't joining us tonight. Wi-Fi problems. 
So hopefully we'll get him back for the coaching one next week and a couple other new ones in throughout there. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this one. Hope you guys enjoy listening to the past ones and support us on all of our social medias, merch page, everything like that. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you guys in the next one. See ya. See ya.